This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs, and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915-Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Mart convenience stores conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I believe we were playing down the field there, or maybe that was Fight Vols Fight. No, Fight Vols Fight goes dun 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 dun, dun. or is that down the field? Which one's, which one's Fight Vols Fight, Matt Dixon? The one we were just hearing is our pre-roll, which will mean nothing to people listening to us in podcast form, but you'll have to, you'll have to, uh, just trust what I'm saying. Was that fight boss fight matter down the field? Which one was that one? Do you know? I actually wasn't paying attention enough to, to know. Brian probably knows. Bryce too busy. I, would, I really wasn't paying attention enough. I'm Bryce too busy. Is it, worried fight, is it fight false fight? Fight boss. Doesn't fight boss fight go dun 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 dun. Because we, we play that sometimes, Fountain City Ramblers. But we also do down the field. Anyway, I love both of them. Dixon, you were in the house last night. Your thoughts. Uh, by the way, um, public thanks to Alex Myers and Brian Hartman for holding down Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime. So I didn't have to last night. It was nice to get a night off. Went and played some music in the park and uh, poured ourselves into uh, the blog as best we could. The blog, O record. But uh, your thoughts, uh, Matt Dixon, being there last night on what we witnessed. And did you stay for the duration? Uh, we started heading out uh, at about two minutes left. So okay. we're walking down from from our three hundred level seat. So no, is it? You know, it, it was very evident early on that. LSU had no chance to win that game, um, and Tennessee kind of cruised for maybe maybe cruised too much there in the second half. I think they'd cut it to eight, but um, come out and, and put the game away really before the first media timeout. So at least it was kind of evident that the game was going to turn that way. So but give LSU credit for, for kind of fighting back, and Tennessee just kind of went through the motions, it felt like, but not – going to criticize him for that so i thought ziegler looked really really good um connect was was you know kind of connect um as well and, and when you get those two guys going and then you have a you know Ganey chipped in i think he had at least 10 so it was you know, just kind of a really a really good day for a really good night for tennessee um that lsu team's just kind of overmatched uh, they they you know it is concerning that they just kind of dominated tennessee on the boards and with Texas A&M coming up Saturday, they're the best offensive rebounding team in the country. So that's something that I'm kind of curious about for this weekend because that'll be a rock fight. LSU has to be. I mean, A&M has to be good on the boards because literally looking at them last night, they do nothing well, poor guys, except rebound the ball. I mean, you talk about some bad basketball last night. Them at Missouri. I mean, what a... Missouri is 0-10. They're 0-10 in the league. 
I tried, man. After I last tried. Year, oh and ten. Oh and ten, babe. Standing on business. They were standing. Oh and ten. Standing on business. Hey, Matt, I got a question. Watching it on television, it, it seemed like the crowd just was. They just didn't look like they were very loud most of that game until LSU got within eight points late. It, was it that way? Did they, they feel kind of? I don't know. Maybe like they were bored because they Tennessee got up so big. Yeah, it, it felt it felt that way. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you just got up to such a big lead, and and you know, they LSU team was just so overmatched that there's really no time for the crowd to get into it until I guess it was like midway through the second half when LSU kind of made their run to to make it a somewhat competitive game. But no, you're. You, I agree with you. The crowd was was just kind of just kind of there. It was a really good crowd, but it there wasn't a whole lot to, to cheer. There wasn't really any splash plays or anything like that to to energize the crowd. Matt, what'd you think of the high step and ref last night making his debut in the arena? Uh, who uh, for some reason I I put his name down. His name's Steven Anderson. Um. And I put uh, his name down uh, as the wrong name in the blog, even though I was thinking about what I was thinking about. His name's Jeffrey Anderson. Jeffrey Anderson, yeah. Yeah. Steve, I think Steven Anderson's one of one of Refletics Judd's That's uh, favorite right. officials. That's right. That guy's done a lot of SEC games this year. That's uh, right. Maybe not here, but never done never done one okay. here. That was his first game. He usually game here. does like Big Ten or ACC, ACC games mostly, but this year he's done a lot of. A lot of SEC games I've noticed, so he's. I think he's actually a pretty good official. He just, I don't know why he likes to look like a horse out there. I love it, but I'd, I'd much rather have him than, than than Pat Adams. Well, and he's, uh, you know, he's a guy that kind of lives in the Final Four. He has his own uh, Twitter that follows him called High Knee Ref High Knee Ref dot com. High Knees Ref, at High Knees Ref. So he has these people that track him, where he is every night, and people like watching him, and he has his own little fan base, and this, that, and the other. I love the guy. I like a little color in sports, though, you know what I mean? A little flavor. The guy's high-stepping it. The guy was high-stepping last night. Nobody pays to see referees, but... I sort of don't mind some of the stuff that TV Ted does. No, if he if he's consistent with his calls, if he's not, yep, over the top with some things. The thing with TV Ted is a little bit doesn't bother me. Yeah, they're getting ready to put him out the pasture, so he's not getting the great jobs that he once did, the great assignments. He's starting to filter down a little bit, old Teddy Valentine. But um, this state attorney general, he uh, he doesn't care. He'll say what it is. He told Adam Sparks today that the NCAA may be seeking payback in its investigation of Tennessee. Picking and choosing. Opaque rules. A little bit of payback situation here. That's exactly what's going on. Tennessee didn't suffer enough. Nico's too good. And Tennessee didn't suffer enough. Brian Hartman, last night I've been uh, told... And I got I guess, I guess I got to get Alan here too on this one. But you and Al were not. You and Al were negative last night. 
You and the great Alex Myers were negative last night, Bri. Why? What does there be negative about? I don't. I don't what, think what, I was really all that negative. What was the spread? I, I don't think he spre- was really all that negative. What was the spread last night? It was around 14, 15 points. It won by 20. You guys I made on, sure to point out that. You guys were on here ripping people. I mean, it reminded me like if Pat Summit when they used to win by 40, and she'd be on there like a post-game show complaining about things. I'm going, you won by 40. We won by 20 in a league game. You guys are negative, Bry. You need to learn to be more positive like I am. I think I don't think we were that bad. You're pretty bad, Bry. I made a point to say that I can't complain too loud when they have a wire-to-wire win and they win by 20. Although you would like to not have a 23-point lead whittled to eight within a matter of five minutes. And we just were sort of pointing out the reasons why, because they couldn't defensive rebounds consistently enough and then the cam car was sort of maybe responsible for a little bit of lsu's comeback but i mean those things have to be pointed out and they could be they could be issues later on down the line it could prevent them from fulfilling their potential so they have to tone, be are, you hint, are you hinting at a wildcat bias tone is that what you're getting at i don't know what's going on with those two uh, it almost felt like Negative Dave was co-hosting the post game. That's what I thought. I, I don't get it. Alex is very. Alex actually plays basketball quite a bit, not right. competitively, but he he does he does, and I think he, he looks like he could hoop some. Oh yeah. And so I think he, I think he sees things that concern him maybe more so than most. most you guys were on here taking uh, saying Ganey played Ganey had eighteen points last night. Well, I, I made a case to point that out, that Ganey did come in and have... What are we talking about? I mean, what are you guys doing? Look, if I you're going to do the Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime, you can't. You got to be vessels of positivity. You got all the barnstormers out there for that, man. We were. There was positivity. Matt, there thinks, was you're, positivity. Matt thinks you're pretty negative, too. I got uh, to talk to John Adams about that. I need John to take you guys under wings. Because I really got, well, here's Adams now. You guys Skype back in. I, I really got a, a situation there where Brian and Matt were, I mean, Brian last night, along with Alex Myers, they need to be taken under wing uh, by John. Um, because they they were pretty negative last night after a 20-point win. I mean, I don't know how to say that other than just to say it. And, uh, and I love Al, and I love Bri, but. You know, time and place, guys. Time and place, time and place. Alex is so good. And Brian, obviously, is excellent. And Matt Dixon's very good. And, but man, time and place here. Time and place. And so, Brian, so last night you guys were kind of negative on the postgame show. Why? One by 20. And I made sure to point out that when you win by 20 and you go wire to wire, we, we pointed this out that you can't really be too – you can't complain too loud about that. They won by 20 points. They won their second straight game by wire to wire. So I'll sign me up for that. We pointed that out. I did and Alex did. John, do you have any advice to these young guys? They – they come on last night. They're a little negative. 
Um, <laughs> there's a way, John, to kind of criticize. Can you take them under wing in terms of – because we could play back portions of their first few minutes last night. I mean, they were borderline caustic toward the basketball balls. Granted, the lead went from 27 to like 7 with four and a half minutes left, and then Tennessee flexed on them down the stretch. But these guys were pretty negative last night, John, uh, hosting the postgame show, which I entrust to them. That that franchise is, is highly important to us. And, uh, and, and I found both of their conduct to be a little deleterious, to be honest with you. Tony, I'm actually shocked by your response to their commentary. Um, I, yeah, I just, uh, you, uh, give these guys a forum, you yep. let them express their opinion. And for you to sit back and play armchair quarterback, say, what? Oh, I didn't like your opinion. Wait a second here. We got to coach them up though. Don't we? Well, that's all I want you to do. You're a veteran. They, they were describe this to you when you win by 20, right? Don't you have to pick your spots when you're criticizing? Even though the last, even though there was a stretch in there like of seven minutes where the basketball was really bad, right? I compared them to Pat Summit at some of her post post game press conferences where, and you remember these days, they'd win by 35, right? And she'd be up there angry about the six minutes they didn't play well. Well, that's a compliment, Tone. Compare me to Pat Summit, compare Alex to Pat Summit. <laughs> I mean, really. But she could do that. She was Pat Summit. You guys were on Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime. You should be fluffing them. Tony, you don't really believe that. I mean, if you put those guys on air, yeah. then you got to let them express your opinion. It would be like the News Sentinel telling me, hey, you're our columnist. We want you to write your opinion. However, if you get a little too heavy-headed or a little too negative, uh, you know, can't have that. You give a guy, you say, okay, it's your show. You turn the show over to them. You could have been on the show. You could have challenged them on air, but you didn't. You let them have it. You gave them all that power, and then you come back within 24 hours and saying, well, you know, I thought they were too negative about some things and kind of got to pick your spots. And, you know, these guys aren't as experienced that's what as I'm, I am. That's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm wanting you to do. Yeah. No, take them under wing, does, John. That doesn't work. Tony. John, take that, them under wing. Take these guys under wing. That's unfair. It's unfair. Matt Dixon, you heard pieces of it. Uh, and these guys were, I, I thought, I mean, at one point, Alex is criticizing uh, Gink because he played too much. Alex, he had his best night of the year. What are they supposed to do? He had his first two shots. What 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 is Barnes supposed to do last night? Poor Barnes, man. People need to get off this guy. This team is incredible. John, the way they played in that first half, when they were moving that ball around, and it wasn't hitting the floor on some possessions. It was they were so precise offensively. It was like a clinic. These guys have a scary upside, John. They found it for a while there in the first half, when multiple guys start clicking around, connect, and they start moving that ball. That was beautiful last night. Oh, I, I yeah, you're right. This team has a great upside. I think you saw. 
saw that in Lexington, Kentucky as well. But uh, keep in mind the track record. There have been other Tennessee teams that have had a great upside. Uh, that that upside wasn't apparent when it mattered most sometimes. So I think it's what, fair what does that even mean? to point out shortcomings. What does that even mean? What I just said. I mean, you see, you've seen uh, Tennessee teams in the tournament where their upside, uh, they didn't hit their upside. And when you see things... You wonder, there's a question yes. with Tennessee, I think, about it, it has it has dry spells. Yep. The spells aren't as dry when you've got Dalton Connect and you can count on him. I'll give you that. And that's what Tennessee hasn't had in the past. But still, when you watch a team of LSU's caliber and you let an LSU team get back in the game on your home floor. You're doing it now. That really shouldn't happen. Right now you're doing it. They won by 20. It's a basketball game. It's a game of runs. Yeah, I know. But LSU is not a very good team, and it was playing without its point guard, and it's on the road. Matt Dixon, isn't there a time and a place for the negativity, and after that game it's just not the time and the place? Wouldn't we agree on that? Uh, I mean, I, I, I thought I'd. You know, I, I I would have been a little bit more positive last night. Um, mm. There's just not a whole lot to criticize. Thank like, you. like I said, that game was decided. No offense, Alex and Brian. You know, five five minutes in, it was very obvious. Somebody finally stepping up here. And... I just think Tennessee kind of went through the motions. You know, Viscovi didn't shoot it. I, I do think that's worth pointing out. Um, I mean, it sounded like Alex wanted to send him back to Uruguay. Cool! the game, but. You know, Alex, you know, Alex I, I did have him. Yeah, Alex had one care, foot on the boat. Yeah, Alex had him one foot on the boat. John, they were going to take him down to the dock and take his belongings well, and throw him up in the cargo rack and see you, son. Well, there were times during that game that I wondered where he was. <laughs> I like this thing he's doing now, where he gets a well, wide open shot, and then Alex pointed this out, and then he steps back. So his shot's gone instead of just shooting the shot. And then a couple times they called his number last night, and he wouldn't let it go, which is really strange. Really, really, he's a really strange player. But then on defense, he plays lights out, really hard, selling out. You know, Matt, it's hard for me to criticize a guy that sells out, that sells out on defense. It's hard for me to criticize a guy, Matt, that sells out on defense like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's running around up, you know, up and down the court chasing yep. guys. Um, it, I do, I do think it is interesting that yep. he hasn't gotten as as many open shots um, as as he probably I would have expected him to with connect kind of opening things up. Yep. Um, I do think that's that is interesting. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. There is a, I mean, there is obviously two or three times where he could have easily pulled a shot last night, but it, it wasn't like he was just wide open and just passed up a shot. But I, it is, I do think it is curious because it has happened a, a number of times this year where he just hasn't shot shot the ball and in games. And I, I do think it's like I said, it's worth it's worth mentioning and pointing out because you need him. I mean, in games in games that matter, that are you know competitive games, you need him 
to give you his, you know, eight to fifteen a night. And by the way, this he, at least this, this connect when guys, he shoots yeah. the yeah when he shoots the ball, it looks as though he has no confidence. None. When he missed that short jumper last night, late in the game, I mean that should be that should be money there. Keep in mind when you talk about this, that's going to be this is an all SEC player. Yes. I mean, if you didn't know that. And you watch that game, would you think he was an all-SEC player? No. And, and that's, Not at all. No. He, and t- Tennessee needs him to be an all-SEC player. Yes, I do. From the game in Rupp, sort of, you know, you have to wonder about a player who looks so good in Rupp and then looked like he did last night. You have to wonder about consistency. Especially because the an expectation was, yeah. was kind of made after that game, and it wasn't met last night. A game's on your home floor against a crip opponent. <laughs> this is easy stop guy, y'all. This is a Kai Ziegler. I know people overlook him because of his size. This guy is balling out right now. You talk about a guy playing a point guard position at a high, 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 ultra high championship level. And think about Is there a this. better one in the country than him? Brian, I, for what they're doing, I don't think so. As people would say, I'm being Brian, a homer did you, there. Did you point that out in your post-game critique last night, how good Tennessee's point guard was playing? Yeah. Okay. We, 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 covered, we covered a lot of good things. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, also, next of the – Well, Well, next time you get ready to do a post-game, uh, I'll just text you some really – flowery compliments to use oh boy during the course of your critique so it'll so it'll soften the edge a little bit and and maybe a piece matt matt was matt said it matt they were a little hardcore weren't they after a 20 point win i mean i'm not here to critique them and i love those guys there's those are my guys right there yeah second gasser dixon we're just coaching (laughs) he did say we did point out that Vescovy made a highlight level when he was going out of bounds on the LSU bench and flipped the ball back in, and it was led to a fast break the other way. That there might you go. The play tonight. Yeah, there some people. Some people it, might it overlook really that, need, right? It need to adapt the hockey rules so that that give two guys the assist on that play. <laughs> Jennifer really. Jennifer Morris it just uh, shot me an email. She said, "Tony, I I listened to the basketball show last night. Those guys did a really good job." She said, I, I really appreciate the great work uh, that Alex and Brian did. She said they were a little negative. Um, no, she didn't say that. She actually <laughs> said she presents John Adams today. She just uh, procured a listing, and she wants you to know about it. It's in the Rita community, R-I-T-T-A community of Knoxville. It also features a guest home. A large garage workshop, 2.4 acres of land. NextMoveSmokyMountains.com if you want to see more information about it. NextMoveSmokyMountains.com. So, does anybody know where the Rita, R-I-T-T-A community is, John? Do you know? You've been here 40 years. I haven't been here 40 years. Um, and no, I don't know. You want me to go ask my wife? Matt, uh, Brian, do you know? The R-I-T-T-A community of Knoxville. I I do not. Matt, have you heard of it? The Rita community, R-I-T-T-A. Uh, no, I have not. Well, 
Thank well, you, Jennifer I Morris. Jennifer can uh, clear that up for you. She'll just shoot you a text and tell you where it is. 865-200-5402. The other thing I want to get into is John Adams has compiled a list of the top quarterbacks in the Southeastern Conference. Now, uh, the AG of the state, Scrimetti, believes that they're coming back after Tennessee because they got out of jail too quickly. They they wanted them in jail without the bail. You're in jail. In jail without the bail. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. I was talking uh, with Plaster a couple days ago on his show, John, and he said down through the years the NCA has always had this reputation of being in, a vindictive and unforgettable grudge-holding organization. Do you believe that's still the case? Do you find them to still be very vindictive and grudge-holding? And is it possible uh, they, that they, they may be, but yeah. but but they no longer have the power they once did. They no longer mm-hmm. have the cachet. They don't have the investigative power. They don't have the manpower. They are a a frail organization compared to what they once were under Walter Byers, and uh, Jerry Jerry Tarkanian addressed this many times. Yes, it, it, the NCA was vindictive. Yes, it was selective. Uh, but now, I think what's going on with Tennessee, Tennessee is an easy target. All, of, all the powerhouse programs are doing the same thing with NIL. Yeah. But Tennessee just got off an NCA investigation, which would never have, have never played out, would have never even happened if Tennessee hadn't said, here, here's all our evidence. We're turning ourselves in, throwing ourselves on the mercy of the court. Here's what we did. Okay, we'll work with you and get through this. So there's no reason for the NCA to be vindictive against Tennessee. To me, Tennessee is an easy target, and it's a chance for the NCA to launch a Hail Mary because it's losing all of its power. It's it's not going to win in court. I don't care what happened with the, the latest ruling. I don't care what happens next week with the injunction. When this thing gets to the final stages in court, the NCA is going to lose because you can't prevent a student athlete from making money. You just can't. And that's still what this comes down to. So it's going to lose. This is an opportunity, and it's a desperate opportunity to try and remain relevant. And if you look across the country, it used to be when a school was under uh, investigation, it was a high-level program like Tennessee, it's, it's competition would say, okay, that'll bring them down a little bit. Not anymore. All the big-time programs are in Tennessee's camp now. Ohio State's on Tennessee's side. Texas is on Tennessee's side. Georgia is. LSU is. Everybody is. And if those programs say, we don't like the way this is going, goodbye, NCAA. These programs have the power, not the NCAA. So there's a micro micro and a macro of that, John, like... For instance, that's true. But then again, if the short-term result to this is destabilizing Tennessee's program, they'll gladly go pick apart Tennessee's roster, including going after Nico, those same programs. While they would say, hey, you shouldn't do this out loud, but behind the scenes, those same people will try to pick apart your roster like it's a carcass laying on the side of the road. I mean, that is the nature of this, yes? 
Yeah, that's the competitive nature of it. But this is a bigger deal right now. That This is a bigger deal. And they are in Tennessee's corner. And the power programs in the yep. Big Ten yep. are akin to the power programs in the SEC. They are in this together. They don't want the NCA taking away the advantage they all have. They have the resources under the under the NIL rules. Yes. To do what other a lot of schools can't do. There aren't that many programs that can do what some of these schools can do, Tennessee included. That's their advantage. They don't want to give that up for short term gains about Tennessee. And even though Tennessee is a player right now and it has some good athletes, we're not talking about taking apart Georgia and uh, uh, or, or Ohio State. Um, I just think no. I just think it's a different game right now, and and they don't want they don't want the NCA telling it telling them that you can't do this. You can't use your resources to enhance your program. Breaking news. Breaking news. Brian Hartman, share with the living lister something of significance has just occurred. Brian, go ahead. Joe Lenardi has moved Tennessee to the one line. He's got Purdue, UConn, Houston, and Tennessee as his number one seeds. Tennessee is the fourth number one seed. North Carolina drops to a two seed. They're the third number two seed alabama is the first number three seed and auburn is the fourth number four seed here's the deal right now matt dixon how what's the latest we've ever been on the one line in your humble opinion it does not happen much around here very much refresh my memory did it happen last year were we on the one line at all last year Uh, they might i don't know no i don't think grand admiral team was flirting with the one line yep during the SEC tournament, I think wow. if they beaten Auburn for the title, that they would have been a one seed. Matt, explain to the living lesser the significance, and this is historical significance with Rick Barnes of the one line. And I want you to, everybody, sit back, get up on Uncle Matt's knee. He's going to take you under wings, Joshy boy, and you too, Paulie <laughs> Joe, and all you barnstormers and all you Barnes haters and all you miscreants and cretins coast to coast across the world and you are cretins go ahead matt yeah well it's not not just barnes but he he's only been a one seed the one time and that was when he went to the final four say it again but there's but the, last time the one was, time that that rick barnes's team was a one seed was his one final four team uh with all, you know, with all the great players he's had all the success he's John, had he's only had a number one seed that's one negative time. that's negative what are we doing Give us guys some praise, there, there's man. There's a significant difference. Like, there's a big gap between being a one seed and being, like, even just a two or a three seed in terms of, you know, reaching a Sweet 16, getting Elite Eights and Final Fours. There's a there's a big gap in those in those teams. I think it's like... Oh, boy. 30% of, of, of one seeds get to the Final Four since it went to a 68-team field. And I think two seeds are the next most... It's like less than 20 so it, it is significant to, to be a one seed. I, I still think Tennessee will have to win the SEC regular season title to be in this position, you know, come March. But it's 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 a good sign, and and it also, but it also does let us know that that Joe Lenardi does not listen to the post game show. 
865-200. Brian and Matt, Brian and uh, Alex sat there and ripped the team that's on the one line. I mean, good gosh almighty. So we take a brief time out. We come back with more on the other side. And then I want to get get into John uh, regarding Nico, his significance. And, man, I'm going to tell you something. This Barnes guy is doing a great, a great coaching job this year. Like coach of the year coaching job. As we continue on the other side after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. I'm going to say something out loud here that's going to make Matt Dixon mad, but it is what it is. And maybe Brian Hartman mad after last night after, with him and Alex on Garza Law, Tennessee, basketball overtime. Which You've by already the, made Brian mad. Which, by the way, our next couple of Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime is going to be late night affairs. The Vols have a 8 o'clock Eastern start Saturday, which means we're going to have a late night. Uh, I'll be playing music on Friday night as well over at uh, Admiral Pub out in Farragut, which will be a lot of fun. So if you're out and about and want to come hang out with us and see some old friends, good for the soul. The other thing is that... um, have you guys seen the Arkansas start time? Nine o'clock Eastern. That's that's some that's some late that's some late night fare right there. Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. Yep. In fact, in keeping with the Valentine's season, are you ready to admit it? Tell me if you're ready to admit it, because I'm I'm kind of ready to admit it. Brian, give him the news of the day regarding Joe Lenardi. This is rather significant. This doesn't happen much around here. Joe Lenardi has moved Tennessee up to the 
one line as a he's got them as the fourth number one seed. Yep. Now we're the in fourth a, best team in the country. Here's a question for in you. In his latest bracketology that just came out. Here's a qu- here's a question for you because my man Bradley over at Bradley Chocolate, and I'm really wanting to give Rick Barnes at this point some chocolate covered strawberries, which are available on the 13th and 14th next week over at Bradley's Milk White. And this year, dark chocolate are also available. Milk white or dark chocolate? Mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Abundance. Chocolate. Gifts. You know the drill with Bradley's. It's all there for you. It's incredible. One-stop shop. And he put in his copy, the Sixers need to trade Embiid. My man Bradley, 141 North Peters Road, Bradley's Chocolate and Gifts. Now, John Adams, you believe in this team? Are they going to match? We're eight weeks out from when we're going to find out when they take their final exam. We don't know a draw. It's a silly thing to ask, but we're in the midwinter here. And I don't want to talk about that NCAA court case. I want to celebrate the fact that the Vols are number one in America. I'm responding to the news of the day, as all number one seed, as all talk show hosts are a one seed. John, is this team at least going to go, as Ron Higgins said, to a regional final. Last night, John Sunvold doing the game. Damian Fishback, who I think does an excellent job in the SEC studio, said, "Hey, John, you got one team in the league you can ride with in March. One." Who are you riding with? He said, I'm riding with the Vols. How many times have you ever heard that come out of somebody's mouth or in in SEC-dom? I'm going to ride with the Vols in March. It's pretty rare, given our history, given Rick Barnes' history. Ron Higgins said this team's at least, at least a regional final team, if not a team that's cutting them down. Do you believe, John, right now? That's the question. Then we'll go to the phones. 865-200-5402. We're eight weeks out. Do you believe in this team? Because they went to corrupt arena and ripped them from limb from limb. Tony, I, I believe in Dalton Connect, and mm-hmm. I believe he's the difference mm-hmm. in, in Tennessee. Think of all that. I've covered a lot of NCAA tournaments from start to finish through the years. Mm-hmm. And so many of those teams that reached the Final Four, they were riding a hot hand and maybe two very hot hands. Mm-hmm. They always had great players. And when you look at Tennessee under Barnes and, and even some of Bruce Pearl's teams, had some really good players, uh, but none of those teams had a player like Dalton Connect. None of them. He's the kind of guy that on a bad night <clears> – <throat> When your energy level isn't what it needs to be, when the ball's not bouncing your way, yep. when <clears throat> when the offense just isn't clicking and, and the other team's maybe uh, playing above its head in some of those early round games mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to lose, but he can, he can pull you through. We see it all the time in sports. The great players can pull a team through, and I believe he's that kind of player. You see it in every sport. I mean, football, basketball, baseball, you name it. A great player will rise to the moment. I think he has that ability, and that's why I think this team will do 
the best of Barnes's teams in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. I, so I, you think they're I going at least to the, to the eight? I think they'll make the elite eight it's amazing. at least. Be amazing. Be amazing. Yeah, I think it would make it at least. But I think it should make the final four too. I don't. You look at this schedule and look at whom Tennessee's lost to. Yep. And the one, the two concerns I have about this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, players can disappear. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference in disappearing and just having an off night. Mm-hmm. But it happens a little too often. And also I wonder about how Tennessee will match up. We've seen it in the regular season. We saw it early in the year against the preeminent big men who can really score down low. I mean, we saw that early on, and, and you look at Tennessee's losses and, and why Tennessee lost. And a lot of times it was uh, those post-matchups. But that said, I still think overall Tennessee has – if Tennessee hadn't, didn't have Dalton Connect, it'd be an NCAA tournament team. I believe that. I agree with that. It, it would still be an NCAA yeah. tournament team. It would – the seeding wouldn't be nearly a – I, I mean, he might be an eighth seed. I think he makes that much difference. I think you have a pretty good team, maybe a 20-win team, and you get into the NCAA tournament. But Dalton Connect takes you to that next level. And I haven't seen anything to make me think he won't deliver in postseason. Yeah. Look at that game last night. I know it was a blowout, but when LSU is is gained the momentum, as strange as that might have seemed, and I'm sure Brian pointed this out, what's LSU doing getting the momentum? When LSU has the momentum, I think that was Alex. Dalton Dalton Connect takes it to the hoop. I think he threw up a left-handed shot, drew a foul, made the basket. It was incredible that drive. Yeah, see, he's so good with either hand. Think how many, how many guys do we see in basketball that can get to the basket, but they can't finish. He can finish. He can finish with either hand. Tony, no matter if he's going his left or his right. Tony White yesterday was on here with us because his son, Ron Rico, coaches at LSU. And by the way, they do a really nice job with that LSU team because they literally don't have much. They were down uh, twenty to five to begin the game last night. They could have easily folded the tent, uh, and, and and they could have easily gotten, or I'm sorry, fifteen to three at the first TV timeout was the score. They could have gotten absolutely decapitated last night. Like that could have been a forty point loss, and as it was, it was a twenty point loss, but it was a pretty respectable twenty point loss. But Tony was talking about connect with us yesterday. And Tony said, my favorite thing about him is I went over and saw him in the summer because I heard whispers about him. So so I went over, and Tony loves the Vols. He follows him on the road. He Tony loves the Tennessee basketball team. So he's very proud, like a lot of guys are that wore the jersey. Tony says, I'm watching him back in the summer, and I'm going, who is this guy? Because from the very minute he saw me, he said, that's a scorer. And we haven't had – these guys don't come along. When you have that guy and you're playing against him in the NCAA tournament, you've got to knock his team out. Because if you don't knock his team out, he's and you, and you get close in the last five minutes, he's going to knock you out. 
It's kind of like fighting the champ when you have one of those guys. I remember the Syracuse team that Hakeem Warwick led all the, all the way. It was the same kind of thing. I remember a couple of those UConn teams. They had those guys. And all Carmelo it takes is Anthony one. Yeah, and Carmelo Anthony is another one. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. Kentucky's had some teams where they had that one guy. Uh, Anthony Davis, last time they did it. I, all it takes is one. I remember I remember Glenn Rice. There's a good one. In Michigan. Yep. He shot the ball as well as anybody I've ever seen from deep. Mm-hmm. Guarded, not guarded, didn't mm-hmm. matter in the MCA tournament. You get a guy playing like that. And, Tony, what I think it really, not contagious, but it lifts the team. Yes. It lifts the team. It's like, well, we still we got this. No matter what's happening, we still got this. Yep. We got this guy. And so we need to just, we need to play our best, play hard, yep. keep us in this game. Because we've got a go-to guy that most teams don't have. To the phones we go. That's so important. Well, it's like playing music, right? When me and Lance laugh about it, but when we play with a couple of our buddies that are like insane players, it raises your level. It has to, because you either get your level raised or you get run over. So let's go to the phones. (laughs) I mean, it's like a lot of things. So here's the question: eight six five two hundred five four zero two. We go to the TLD Logistics Hotline. I want to respond to this in real time. Brian said. That Joe Lenardi has moved the Vols to a one line, and he's kicked UNC back a couple lines. It's going to be, at the end of the year, it's going to be Tennessee, UNC, and Houston fighting for two spots. And there might be another team in there. Arizona's going to fade from the picture. You watch. Tennessee, North Carolina, Houston at the end. Kansas is going to incur some losses as well because they play in a very difficult league. We play in a very difficult league. And Tennessee's going to lose some games along the way. But if this team gets a one seed, I'm telling you right now, you better get ready. You better get ready, Jimmy Webb, because by the time you get the Phoenix, one of the great songs, that and Wichita Lineman are two of my favorites, Jimmy Webb wrote. Let's go back to our phones. Galveston's a great jam, too. Hello and welcome into our next call. Happy Thursday, guys. It's the Polly one. Hey, Polly, welcome in. John, it's good to have you back, buddy. Hey, thanks. I appreciate that. Tony, I'm coming after you, and I'm coming after you strong, man. Well, hey, I'm all for it, man. You know, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, here's my thing about this program. We like to have an equal, open forum. So, Why are you coming after me? Because we're a one seed today? Doesn't fit your narrative? No. My narrative is for the Tony Basilio show and family. That's my narrative. But oh. The way I'm coming after you is you're ripping Alex and Brian for that show last night. Yes, it was very it negative. Was a great show. Well, listen, I think Alex is extremely talented, and I think Brian provides excellent analysis. But Matt Dixon, who generally is a third on there and a featured guest, in his words said that it was excessive and over the top. That's what Matt called it earlier in the hour. I didn't and think he used ripping, those phrases. Tony, me ripping you is, has nothing to do with the content of the show. Me ripping you is you you need time off, okay? Yes. So you let these guys do the post game, but then you sit up 
upstairs and listen to the show so you're not even getting any rest. John Adams. <laughs> well, I mean, John, I wanted you to take John. I wanted you to take Madam Brian under wing today, John, and you turned on me. You could have said, "Hey, guys, this is how you criticize. These are some of the terms and phrases you use, so you don't sound so harsh." That's what I thought you were going to do. You're you're a master of a word, John. You're you're like a word tactician. Yeah, but Tony, if you give somebody the right to provide commentary. It, it's not appropriate for you to sit back and say, well, I wanted you to provide commentary, but that was too hard or that harsh or that was too weak. What no, about Paulie's you point? Gave them that, you yeah. gave them the power, let them use it. What about Paulie's point that if when I let these guys go, I need to turn it off and just let them do their thing? Is that true? I do think you might need a break every now and then. <sighs> Paulie, I'm going to say that's pretty good point on your part why am i monitoring what they're doing that's a good point i mean my my sources are telling me that the show was awesome and i have a lot of sources every every would you, would you divulge your sources on air holy uh, well you know but i i don't know if i can do that but I have well, so I, I hope not sources. because journalists go to jail to protect sources. their sources. Maddie's doing the so many sources thing. Paulie, Paulie's popping me. Tony, I've been putting in a lot of time with this Tennessee <laughs> legal situation. Oh, no. How much time have you been putting in? <laughs> too, too much and not enough, apparently. Too much and not enough. I mean, I mean, come on here. I mean, the time and the sources that I, and the energy that I'm putting in this Tennessee legal situation, I think I should get the Kurt Gowdy Media Award. Brian Hartman, your thoughts on where Paulie Joe's taking his call today? <laughs> Brian, <laughs> he popped Brian. Oh, God. It relates back. Those of you that heard our extra time overtime, Polly, you're doing art right now. I'll give you credit. Touche, my friend. Now, do you believe in this team right now? Of all the, hang on a second. Of all the Rick Barnes teams, would you not agree that when they get that one seed, they're seeded to the Elite Eight, which will match our best run in school history? Would you not agree with that? Tony, I, I, I'm not good with fast or anything but how many times in Bruins is 35 years or 40 years of coaching has he won six games in a row with any superstar or any team he's had hey Matt Dixon uh, let's get let's do this one more time in this man's hall of fame career he was a number one seed one time Matt Dixon going into a tournament one time and where did his team go Matt Take Poli under wing here. They went. They went to the final four in two thousand three. Do you believe in love, Huey Lewis? Good jam written by uh, Mutt Lang. Where I, I think they actually lost to that Carmelo Anthony Syracuse team in overtime. Which is John's point. Guys, the one and the last comment I got to make is um, it's been really fun. It's been fun, and I'm rooting. I'm rooting and. Honestly, hoping for the best, but if if 
No, I don't. E- I don't even know where to go. Does anyone have one last comment here for me? Because I'm I'm going brain dead. Yeah, uh, well, it sounds ha- like Polly. Ha- have a good day. You are optimistic about this team and about its chances yeah. in the postseason, and I really think there's a hint of That's right. you've become a Barnes believer. Am I reading you right? He stopped him, so I blew him up. He stopped himself, so he's gone line available. He stopped himself because he knows. He just heard Matt. That registered what Matt said to him. This is a one-for-one one proposition. We land on that one line. And we're at least going to tie our mark, Matt. You're almost seeded to the elite eight, aren't you? When you when you're a one seed, it's very very hard not to make the elite eight. Go ahead, Matt. You're you're kind of seeded to this. I think the Sweet Sixteen. You're you're kind of in theory. You have a, a clear path to the Sweet Sixteen. Let's go back to our. But no, there's a there's a significant difference. One seeds advance a lot. I mean, obviously, they there's the gap between them and everybody yep. else is significant. Back to our it's, phones. It's worthwhile to be a one seed. Back to our phones we go. Before we do, let's keep it legal and large. We'll delineate our hours here. That's the end of hour one, and here's our legal. WJBE, 1040 AM, 99.7 FM. Translator, W259AP. Powell, Knoxville. John Adams is presented by Jennifer Morris. I love her. She's incredible. Uh, she's got incredible stories to tell. I ought to bring her on and let her tell her Elvis stories at some point. John's like a big Elvis freak. and uh, Not a freak. I mean, you got married in an Elvis chapel, like looking like Elvis. and I don't think that's freaked him. Oh. Tony, I've got news for you. I've got a news update. My wife just texted me. Yes. Uh, wait a minute. Just... Just a pause here. Yep. Uh, Rita, you wanted to know where Rita was. Rita, R-I-T-T-A. Rita in yeah, East where Tennessee. Is it? What part? Yes, of it? yes. She says it's east toward House Mountain. Well, that really helps. Didn't was well, the wall- do you know where House Mountain is? That is? The, is that the big mountain over on northeast where Corrington is? That's up sort of toward Three Ridges. What in the hell is House Mountain? Northeast Knox County. I think it's, a, it's over yonder. Thank you. I've, I've hiked that. I've hiked that mountain. The, I think it's the highest point in the county, isn't it? Back to the phones we go. What is House Mountain? Sure. What are you people doing to me? Let's. Yeah, are you all gaslighting a, me? It's a popular hiking trail. I've been here since like 1987. I've never heard of House Mountain, and I don't know Rita. I've had the. I've had I know, the but you, water ice. You work. You work a lot of hours, and you spend your spare time in a park alone on a bench playing musical instruments and hoping some weird person will come by and talk to you. That happened uh, three or four times yesterday. I spent three and a half hours in the park. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome in. And then I spent the nighttime monitoring the uh, Garza Law Tennessee basketball overtime. But you can find her at nextmovesmokymountains.com. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're on the air. Tony, I can't believe John's hating on you after him... uh after really, to be honest with you, Dick Williams sponsoring his disappearance for about a month in a row. John's disappearance. <laughs> John, you did have a you did have a, a rather you have to admit you did have a lengthy disappearance on here. 
No, I missed two shows. I was in South Texas during the winter storm. It felt like I forever. was working. I can work remotely, but I couldn't do your show we because I you. was out out in the wilds, nope. and I wouldn't have even had uh, phone service. John had a real chance to take Brian and Alex under wing, a, a very young broadcaster and Alex and Brian Hartman, an excellent analyst, uh, to take them both under wing, and he refused to. He just decided not to play today. Uh, Tony, regarding your yes. comments about Joe Lenardi, yes, who do you trust more, uh, him or Jerry Palm? I mean, I think bracketology is bracketology is bracketology. I think it's significant that Lenardi's done that because ESPN drives a lot of the train. Uh, I think the uh, story out there about Kirk Herbstreet allegedly um, advising a kid to go to Nebraska is rather strange. Brian and Matt, have you guys seen this? Because John just gave me an quizzical look. Have you guys well, seen this, the story that's out there uh, allegedly about Kirk Herbstreet? Brian, have you seen this? Where was the kid wanting to go? So you haven't other seen than Nebraska. it. Okay. I, I've not seen it. No, I've not. Matt, seen have it. you Dylan seen Roll it? I knew Matt Georgia saw Georgia commit it. for a long time. I don't. I don't believe it. I, I mean, that Herb is not going to influence a kid like that to in that spot. You don't think so? And why no would way. he say? Why would he say Nebraska of all places? Yeah. So I just he, he probably uh, gave the gave the kid some advice just from his perspective. That, but I don't think he. Helped him go to Nebraska. I mean, Herbstreit sits up there on game day and literally won't pick who wins games that he calls. Isn't he, the, I mean, he's yeah. You know, he, you know it, I mean, for all the things about Herbstreit, I think he's a pretty stand-up guy. But I isn't that odd? I mean, seriously, like, oh, if you pick you that, take yourself that, that seriously? will influence how you call the game. Come on, everybody picks games. Oh, you're kidding, right? Never. No, Herbstreit. he won't pick it. He's not the only one. It's like that's uh, policy. If you're calling the game, you don't pick it in pregame. If you're the analyst or play-by-play guy, you don't pick it. It's silly, really. One time I had uh, Vern Lundquist on, right? And I love, I, I, I've always loved Vern until I interviewed him. And then he was like this, look. Yes, uh, uh, no questions. Uh, uh, and then I say, well, do, do you have a thought? Do you have a thought on who's going to win the game? And he goes, no, I'm just preparing for it. And I'm just like, you're not just not a human being, or we're not allowed to enjoy sports. I mean, <laughs> you know, like uh, it reminds me of an old story that Bino tells. Bino was on in the old Omni in Atlanta, and uh, Dick Emberg, um, Dick Emberg is down on the floor, and Bino's preparing. Dick Emberg um, is on the floor of the Omni, and Bino himself and a couple of friends are the only people in there. Like, they got there way early. And you got to know Bino to know that's kind of how he rolls. He's in there when they're rolling in the popcorn, the Cokes, the whole deal. Bino yells down to Dick, Hey, Dick! And Emberg, you know, look, turns around and looks up at him. You know, being all nice. And Bino says, 
This is when they were playing UCLA and the Omni in the 70s. How cool would that have been, John, to see the Ernie and Bernie show in the Omni against UCLA and those baby blues? That would be very next level. Yes. But at any rate, Dick Emberg, Bino goes, who's going to win today? And Dick Emberg goes, how the hell should I know? I'm just doing the game. <laughs> and Bino says, I don't know why I asked you. Go. <laughs> Never mind what Bino t- to my caller, see? John had a chance to engage, but he chose to be Dick Emberg today. What are you well, talking about? We give John a pass. We, yeah. we still love him. Still, we love him. him. Every Thursday, he's, yep. he's on here. I love him. Um, no, I trust I trust Palm a little bit more, but ever, after 2022, whenever we won the SEC tournament, and he still didn't give us respect, he lost credibility. And, and this year, Tony, he only has like two ACC... I think his only projected teams in the uh, tournament from the ACC are Duke and North Carolina. That's terrible. I mean, Virginia's won like seven games in a row. You talking about? Uh, you talking about uh, which one? Are we talking about now? Are we talking about Palm or are we talking about Lenardi? Lenardi. My apologies. Yeah, Lenardi. You know, the ACC Clemson after before the other night was kind of heading in the other direction. The ACC is a weird league. I never thought I'd see the ACC this bad, where the SEC is talking about getting eight or nine teams, and they're talking about getting three or four. I mean, that's like being in a bizarre world to me. It really is. Uh, yeah, I just well, I mean, yeah, the SEC is way better than the ACC. Oh my gosh! I, I just, I just think, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't trust Lenardi as far as I can throw him. Um, but, really? You know, I, I, well, now, the, but the question is, the question, the real question is, not trusting Lenardi, do you trust this basketball team right now, this point in time, do you trust them? That's the real focus here. Well, I'm a, I'm a barn backer. I'm like the Polish one. But, I mean, it's, it's now or never, Tony. I mean, it, with the pieces, we're scoring 80 points a game. We had the best basketball player in college basketball. Uh, you can't get it done this year. I hate to say it, but when is Barnes ever going to get it done? That's just, that's just how I feel. Let's park on that for a second. I'm going around the room. Is that a fair statement to make, Brian? If you're not going to do it this year, you're not going to do it here, Rick Barnes. Brian, is that a fair statement? It is hard to envision when he would ever have a better chance going forward, given what he would lose off this team. Matt Dixon, fair statement by our caller there. What do you think, Matt? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, with where Barnes is at in his career, I think this is his last shot to win big. John Adams, fair statement by the caller. Yeah, I guess, but, but the thing is, I never I never count somebody out. I never say, well, that can't happen. I go, always go back. I think in the 1990s in Tennessee football, you would have said, if Philip Fulmer can't win a national title with Peyton Manning, He's never winning a national title. Say, I'm going to say, though, to the caller, that when you have one of these guys, you have to maximize it. Now, the last time he had one of these guys, he, I don't think, got out of the first weekend. And that Are you was talking about with Tennessee or with Texas? When he had Durant. Texas. Yeah, when he had Durant. Which, which, leads, to the, which leads to the volatile nature of of playing in a tournament where you play 10 bad minutes and you go home. That's really the nature of the tournament. You you have 10 bad minutes where you don't score, and it occurs at the, in the wrong 10 minutes, and you go home. And 
You know, this guy's here. There have been times where in the postseason they've done things that outrage you, like starting um, uh, Grant Williams on the bench in overtime against uh, Purdue, which will be talked about for eons. But then there's times like that game with Michigan a couple years ago. You know, Kentucky loses the night before to St. Peter's. They're out. We're all laughing here and celebrating. We're doing a listener watch party. I know we're going to celebrate. I got chills and butterflies because I know this team's going to the Final Four the way they were playing. I just knew it in my heart of hearts. I knew that team was going to the Final Four. Kennedy Chandler was a perfect college guard. He's not an NBA guard, but he's a per- you know he's a little guy, but he's a perfect college point guard. And he had that connect thing where at the end of games, you just put the ball in his hands. And they put the ball in his hands three times in a row in the last four minutes, and they didn't score. That's called doing the right thing. You're doing all the right things. Nobody can criticize you. The chips just didn't fall your way. This Dalton yeah, Connect we, guy is going to make this thing different. He's a he, he's a narrative changer. That's what he's going to be. It's a combination of skill and luck. And Barnes obviously has the skill, but I just maybe he just hasn't had the luck, you know, to make a run like that. Yeah, you know, the the. the, the I'm younger, but the most recent team I can just remember where a team just dominated the field all six games was probably Kentucky with Anthony Davis. Yep. Like, you knew nobody was going to stop them. Outside of that, I mean, heck, Kentucky in 2015 was the closest one to that, and they still got bounced by Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Like you said, that bad 10 minutes. Bad 10 minutes, man. Last year's tournament was the most volatile we've ever seen. I mean, you had Final Four teams that nobody could envision. Even the... Even the professional gamblers, nobody envisioned that Florida Atlantic team. Nobody. What gets me, though, is that every year there's always some schlep that wins the uh, bracket contest at ESPN that picked Florida Atlantic in the Final Four. If you pick Florida Atlantic in the Final Four, your ballot should be disqualified. That's ridiculous. Oh, no. To me, it's the beauty of it. That's what I love it. That's great. But. Thank you. The, the other thing, thank you. The other thing that's great about the final, about the uh, NCAA tournament, John, and we're getting ready to see this thing in a month. We're we're um, we're halfway through the SEC season. These games are getting ready to get really significant. Tennessee's getting ready to clip off about four games, and then their final four games. Pardon me. Their final four games are going to be a real preparation and a real tell for what kind of seed they're going to have and what kind of club they're going to take into March. They've got a murderous four games down the stretch. But me and Y were talking last night about the one-and-done nature of the tournament. But the other thing I love about it is you've got mid-major teams out there that because of the way they play a game and approach a game will beat major teams just because of their approach. They, they, they create puzzles that a coaching staffs have to solve it's a it's a unique sport like that. It's not like football where you just put the, put the ball out there and run somebody over. It's a completely <laughs> different deal. Even with all your money, you still have to play that mid-major. you got to get through that game. Tony, I, I think it's important when you schedule non-conference games to not just have a strong schedule. If you've got a good team, you need a strong schedule. Um, but also to play a lot of different type teams to go against different styles because you might face that style or that type team in the NCAA tournament in an early round game. 
I just think that I think it helps to do that. I love it, man. It's going to be so much fun. The league this year is so much fun. That Auburn Alabama game, Matt. I know you were at your deal last night. That might be aesthetically one of the great games that we have in our in our league right now. Those two coaches, the way they have crazy approach they have to the game in that little gym. The game at Alabama a couple weeks ago was nuts. The game last night was off the hook in terms of how well that broom guy played and how hard they defended that Sears guy. That reminds me of one of those old um, Big Five games I grew up on in those little gyms. Uh, that thing was that thing was two hundred and sixty bucks or something like that to get in the cheapest ticket in the house last night for a regular Tony, season game at Auburn, John at Auburn. I think uh, what Bruce Pearl has done at Auburn is is one of the biggest stories in college basketball in the last ten to fifteen years. I mean, he did a great job revitalizing Tennessee, but Tennessee had a willing fan base. I mean, Tennessee fans are astute basketball fans. I love basketball. They're just waiting for a chance to get excited. Bruce Pearl provided that. But Auburn is different. Uh, half the size, uh, seating capacity. Uh, just no no real spark of life to that program. None. They've had some decent teams through the years. Yep. And some big-time players, but... But to see what Bruce Pearl has turned that into, he's make it, made it like the Cameron Crazies. I mean, who could have seen that coming? And it really makes me think that Bruce Pearl could do that anywhere in the country. I he agree could with go that. To any place. I agree with that. It's I don't tough. know why, like, when Boston College had a chance to hire him, I don't know why they didn't bring him home. You know? Wow. That would have been yeah. crazy up there. Brian has a saying for Auburn basketball. The year they went to the Final Four, and it was BBB. Brian, do you remember BBB from five years ago? Yes, that's uh, Bring Back Barbie. Four Bs. Bring Back Barbie. Four Bs there. Two bring syllables. Bring Back Barbie. Was his name Tony Barbie, Brian? Tony yeah. Barbie. My yeah. favorite. Where's, where's he at now, Brian? I, where's he an assistant coach at? I thought he went back on Cal staff, maybe. My favorite stuff he had. He he was at time. I think he might be in the uh, in the R League of the NBA. Jeff Lebo. Jeff Lebo was my favorite stuff coach. I had there. They went through some stiffs. Jeff Lebo, off the North Carolina tree, kind of like we had a guy off the back at Carolina. We had a stump off the tree. Tony Barbie is the head coach of Central Michigan. Get you some of that. Bring back Bar. B, as we come back on the other side. So today, Joe Lenardi has Tennessee right while the show's on. Moved to the one line. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Every year, Rick Barnes has been a number one seed. He's gone to the Final Four. It's a one-to-one correlation. Every time he's been a number one seed, he goes to the Final Four. Could this be the year? Are you allowing that to permeate your sports soul today? The possibility of that. To warm the cockles of your heart. On a pretty nice day, are you going to allow yourself to go there emotionally? Are you going to join me in that today? 
Are you going to live over there with those barnstormers, those haters, those miscreants, those cretins of calling? Those people on post-game shows. Yeah, those post-gamers, those yeah. post-game hosts. Yeah, what do they know? Are you going <laughs> to? Paulie made a really good point. He said, "You're that's pretty you unhealthy know. of you to be monitoring you. Let's do this. We'll come back after this. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. 
give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com. And check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. <clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Back to the phones we go. Bow your head. When you say thy name, we go back to the Newsmaker Hotline. And it is the TLD Logistics Newsmaker Hotline. It's joining us on a fabulous Thursday where the great John Adams is here. Marco Scarza is alongside now. On uh, a day where we are a week out, race fans from that hearing coming up, up in Greenville. And, uh, you know, Marco, as I welcome you in, one thing you've taught me down through the years is anytime you're in court, you're in court. And when you're in court, anything can happen. That said, we were talking a couple days ago regarding this situation. Uh, before, and we were talking about, because now we're at the injunction phase, and the state of Tennessee, the state of Virginia, is asking for an injunction against the NCA, which will allow those states and other states to just kind of uh, move about the cabin and proceed with business as they usually would in the NIL space. Marcos, the question is, your thoughts on what the judge, who you told us last time you were on, uh, a guy you know, a guy you worked with on a couple cases in the past. Um, your thoughts on what he handed down a couple days ago in terms of denying the TRO to the states of Tennessee and Virginia? Um, first of all, let me start by saying I'm just glad John Adams is here. Um, that's, uh, Uh-oh. 
<laughs> always uh, uh, he's the adult in the room. He's he's who I want to be when I grow up. So interesting. Um, yeah. So. Well, uh... Well, if, uh, if I'm ever in court, Marcos, I want you there with me, okay? <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I, so, I'm, I, so personally, right, and I think we've given this disclaimer before, I like the big old orange machine. I'm biased. Uh, I really wanted him to grant the temporary uh, restraining order. On the other hand, just from, uh, and I don't know how clear I was or wasn't the other day when we talked about it, but I sort of thought, from a matter of law, just from a legal analysis, it it kind of made sense to me that he might deny it, just because it seemed like a little bit of a unique or somewhat uncommon use of a TRO. Uh, the other thing is, which he clearly pointed out, and I'm sure uh, many folks have read, it is hard to show irreparable harm in a scenario like this, and obviously, uh, I think UT did a good job, or Tennessee pointed out that, well, shoot, would we have to really put a, a kid on the stand and target himself by saying he's been harmed by this in order to prove irreparable harm, which, of course, is not correct. Uh, but the biggest thing, is the, the whole, all of it boils down to is, gosh, I guess NCAA makes a billion bucks a year at the March Madness tournament. If they screw something up and harm Tennessee and or Virginia, they can just write a check for it, um, which bothers me because I want to see Nico play next year, right, like the rest of the fan base. Uh, I like <clears throat> Tennessee's chances more with him than without him. And so personally, selfishly, I wanted him to grant the TRO. Legally, I think he's probably right to do what he did. I think it's a well-reasoned opinion. Um what I'm curious about is this next injunction uh, hearing, I think, on the 13th, um, unless it's been moved, is does Tennessee try to do something more extraordinary or Virginia try to do something by way of proving harm or irreparable harm at that next hearing? You know, Do they actually get a person or a student athlete to come in and testify to something and thereby probably mark themselves with a scarlet letter in order to try to get over this hurdle of proving that there's harm or or do they just wait and see what the NCAA does because one thing that's interesting I almost think of this as a game of chicken because really what the judge said was well they can write a check for it so let's play this out and say well let's say they pull half a dozen scholarships or a dozen scholarships or whatever it might be, whatever a normal sanction would be, and tell Nico that he can't play, then we're still in a little bit of a tough situation improving on what the harm is because it's somewhat speculative. The other thing is, um, do we, the harm somewhat speculative, do we also prove that, um, and we also prove that we would have been better or won a championship or whatever the case may be. And that's really hard to figure out as well. But it does essentially we're in a game of chicken. And what I mean by that is Tennessee is saying and Virginia would say, okay, be my guest. Go ahead and sanction us. Just know we're going to sue you for every nickel we can assert or claim based upon that, um, based on that sanction. So. Maybe the NCAA is like, well, shoot, maybe we don't want to write a check for a few million dollars, or maybe they don't care. Maybe they're in a uh, 
I'm trying to think of the professional way to say pissing contest that they don't really care about the cost of it. Um, it's well put. No, it's, it's well put. And, you know, a couple people I talked to, Marcos, away from this thing, said the hope is that eventually cooler heads prevail. <clears throat> cooler heads prevail after next week, no matter what comes down. And the NCAA decides, you know what, we're not going to fool with Tennessee. We're going to leave them be. Um, and, and, and look elsewhere simply because... I mean, hey, look, these guys, have, these folks have proven they're going to see us in court. Because inevitably, if they issue uh, some kind of um, uh, letter to Tennessee, a letter of allegations, um, at that point, Tennessee's immediately going to sue them. And me, that's, a, that, that's obviously what's going to happen. So how far do you want to play this game, I guess, is what this comes down to. Is the state going to win next week, or the two states, Marcos? Because um, the attorney general gave an interview to Adam Sparks. I think the states, at least publicly, are acting like they feel pretty good about next week uh, and are letting people sort of know that. Do you? What's your sense of what's going to happen next week? Gosh, wouldn't we all like to know? And I think you started this best by Tony. Tony, when you said, and we just never know what's going to happen when we go to court. It's just so unknown and so unpredictable. I, I, I don't really share. And again, I'm, I'm just a, a guy with an opinion like everyone else, but I don't really share the same optimism, uh, both on the temporary restraining order that we were just denied. I say we, like I got a mouse in my pocket, but we, Tennessee and Virginia were denied. And I'm not necessarily overly optimistic about this injunction either and the reason why is what is going to change from a couple days ago on the 13th that is going to swing this thing the other direction i think it is optimistic i agree with everyone and i have the optimism in terms of are we going to win the war or the long haul i agree i think the sherman antitrust act rules the day when it comes to all of this and ultimately tennessee and virginia win i just don't know the junk and the injunction is Again, uh, not quite as drastic of a measure that is the temporary restraining order, but I just don't see how we're going to prove, and there is harm that has to be proved, how we're going to prove that harm on the 13th when we did it on the 7th unless Virginia and Tennessee have a plan that they're going to parade uh, student-athletes and or their parents, or maybe there's some other mechanism that I've not thought of where they can prove solid harm. And so I don't know where that comes from, um, I, I, I don't share the same amount of optimism. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I just don't see us necessarily winning that injunction. Um, and uh, again, I, I would love to be wrong about that. I want to be wrong about that. But if, you know, if I were to flip a coin and coin and try to call it, I'd say that it gets denied for, uh, sim- similar legal reasons that the TRO was denied. And, you know, now we're into a game of chicken and what is the NCAA going to do? And if they do something, if it's costly, then obviously we're going to sue based on that um, and see what happens. But then the other thing that's interesting, I don't want to get too far afield, but uh, this is more a question for you. Maybe John Adams uh, would have some wisdom on this. You know, there's a scenario where they suspend um, – Nico, there's a scenario where they say, well, you can't play postseason. And I'm not sure the NCAA can really enforce it. I mean, could Tennessee um, say, hey, we're going to play Nico anyway? Um, 
you know, to be the college championship series or whatever. Is that what it's called now, Tony? Uh, no, the, it's not the, called the, the national playoff. Yeah, the national playoff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could say, hey, we don't, we don't think NCAA is the people who, uh, they don't declare the championship. The national playoff determines who's the champion. We don't really care if the NCAA endorses it or doesn't endorse it. My understanding is that is kind of a separate group of uh, essentially a bunch of retired ADs and and similarly yoked people who run that organization, and they don't necessarily have to care whether the NCAA sanctions or doesn't sanction it. Now, I'm sure NCAA can take other actions against those other institutions, but just what do they want to invite uh, is the question. Marcos, I, I think you made the, the most telling point when you talked about, you brought up Sherman Antitrust Act. Um, long-term uh, game ending, uh, the NCAA is not going to win this in court. And to me, uh, yeah, it can win against a temporary restraining order. It could win uh, against an injunction. But when it all plays out and you get to the get to the goal line, so to speak, the courts aren't going to rule in the NCA's favor. So what would it have gained from all of this? I don't think, you know, I think what the NCAA is trying to gain is some air of legitimacy, right? And so if they exercise a sanction that is adopted or, or whatever, at some point do they regain some some control. Um, and I, I don't know. I think they're kind of a dying, I think they're a sinking ship, and I think uh, they're desperately seeking out and trying to maintain some sort of uh, authority uh, that they're ultimately going to lose. So to answer your question, I don't know if they gain anything. Uh, I think it's uh, the acts of a, of a desperate sinking ship. Well, well Marcos, uh, being a, uh, an attorney as successful as you've been, and you're and you're advising the NCA just like you would one of your clients. I mean, I'm sure you're always telling, them, okay, here's here's what you can win here, and here's why I think we can win here, and what we could gain from all this. You're in a room with NCA officials. What do you say to them? Man, that's a great question, John. Uh, haven't thought about it. Should have thought about it. But I think what I would do is I'd say. Look, your your the long longevity of this has run its course. If you continue to try to maintain this level of authority, you're going to lose it all. And so, your best hope is to work with these member institutions about what this looks like, what the next chapter looks like going forward. So, to hide behind these rules and concepts of amateurism that you've held in place. That ship has sailed already. The best you can do is try to make yourself part of the solution uh, rather than maintain authority. And I, I think that's what I would tell them. Hey, you can work with these folks to usher in the next chapter, the next evolution of what the future of college sports looks like, or you can have it all taken from you here in the next year or two through litigation. I think the NCAA should call you. <laughs> thank you. Well, I thank you would behoove them person. to call you. <laughs> Marcus, isn't there person. isn't there a side of this though where and I'm I'm not ascribing any kind of um but 
I was talking with somebody that's been in the NCAA game for a long time on the university side yesterday. I've talked to so many people about this. This makes my head spin. But <clears throat> his thought was, I heard you talking on the air and using the term rational actor. He said the NCAA's never behaved as a rational actor. They've behaved selectively. Uh, and they've always held the power till now and obviously the the power power is a very important concept here um to your point you can hold on to some of it and keep a place in the room you're not going to have the most prominent place in the room but you guys were talking a second ago about you know where you go from here and his belief is that even let's say the court case plays out in favor of the nca next week right and they win, which should give them more steam to go full speed ahead on these institutions. He said there's got to be somebody advising that president, look, you won that one. Count yourself lucky. They didn't have the best case in the world. They didn't. They probably haphazardly went into it. I mean, if we were to think about that, that would probably be a fair thing that you and I would both say. Talking to some different people, and yourself included, when when the states of Tennessee and Virginia wrote their first brief, I, I was told, boy, that's they're not going to thread this needle. You told us that basically Monday without saying it. You were like, you know, that doesn't look very strong to me. Here's the point. The point is that at the end of the day, doesn't this come down to um, them getting some bad advice, the president getting some bad advice? Hey, look, if you win next week, just walk away. Do not issue Tennessee that LOI. Don't go to that next level of court because they won't win there, Marcos. They won't. They will not win there. Once the in, once the institution sues them, they'll be able to show all the damages they want, right? I mean, that's that's the truth. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, again, I think the nature of the damages are, well, it depends on what the sanctions are, right? If you're advising the NCAA and you win this injunction, which, by the way, to be clear, and I, I think it's clear to, to most folks, when I say it's doubtful or I think it's not the strongest argument for a TRO or an injunction, that is definitely different than my belief that the the overall case, the right. overall concept right. that the tenant is strong. So, right. But anyway, I think that's clear. But I I think if I were advising NCAA, because I love the way John, uh, that's a good question or a good way to analyze it, you would say, hey, you've won this based upon the fact that maybe an injunction or TRO wasn't the most traditional or ideal or common way to address this situation because yeah. it's tough to prove damages before they occur, particularly against somebody who can clearly write a check. You know, we're all very concerned, including me, that, oh, well, this is irreparable because it could harm our 2024 um, football season. And in the big scheme of things, that's really not what the court is analyzing when it thinks of harm, that Nico didn't get to play isn't the sort of harm that courts are really concerned with. Um, which is hard for me to get through my little head, too. But anyway, um, I would tell them, hey, you've won. You might want to, you know, if they wanted to consider a sanction to try to save face or something like that, mm-hmm. I could see them doing something or handing down some sort of 
direction, suspension, whatever sanction that really is equivalent to slap on the wrist mm-hmm. or less. Right. You know, because it's like, oh, yeah, we're still legitimate. We found that Tennessee might be whatever. They need to clarify this, this, and this to be get, to get into compliance, and then everything will be good. And so in that way, they've sort of maintained this sort of authority or perceived authority, at least maybe in their mind, maybe no one else's, um, whereas they've not handed anything down that's really going to invite protracted litigation from us because the practical effect of it is it doesn't hurt us at all. That's probably, if I'm advising them, I think that's the way you maintain any air of legitimacy going forward. It's really interesting. And, um, Marco Scarza, you're, uh, it's nice of you. I know you're extremely busy, but it's nice. Of you. And then yesterday he was going to jump in with us and share his thoughts on this. And then Marcos told me that something came up and uh, he had to help somebody with a legal matter, which um, is sort of who he is and what he does. And those of us that uh, that know Marcos know that from time to time he can get in that world because he's a he's kind of a feet washer uh, in a lot of ways and he's there for people and uh, the great Marcos Garza I, I I greatly appreciate it do you have a sense of inevitably like John was saying inevitably our cooler heads going to prevail here you've seen a lot of this stuff you've been around the law a long time what do you think I think Gosh, you would have, I would think so, but gosh, in this line of work, I'm, <laughs> nothing ever surprises me, Tony. Uh, you, you know, the saying out there that you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Uh, I find myself saying that at least once a month. Uh, so nothing would surprise me, but surely there's someone that sees the writing on the wall over that, that NCAA, and they're not all so... Uh, and again, I'm sure there's a lot of awesome people over there, but uh, surely they're not also self-important and self-special and unaware to see that the harder they push, the quicker they're going to eradicate their own being. And so surely someone's going to say, you know what? You won this. You saved a little face. Now you need to work with Tennessee and whoever else, not against them. Otherwise, it's going to blow up in your face. Um, so I would think ultimately cooler heads would prevail, but like I said, you, you just never know. It's, you can't make this stuff up sometimes. Yeah. We're quoting on or count. We're counting on them to be rational. Like John was saying, and that John is a great question. You're advising them guys. You won this battle. Hey, the Washington generals won a game, you know? You you went out and had a hot shooting day. We game one on ABC. It was on some military base somewhere where you were entertaining people. Nobody really saw the thing. But you, let's just walk away. You actually won something in court. It was not significant to the overall scope, you know. But you, you kind of beat them back here a little bit. Okay, fine. If you push it, you're going to go off. You're going to go over the cliff. You're not going to have any power. At the end of this thing, it's it's really an interesting deal. Marcos Garza online GarzaLaw.com. I appreciate you, brother. I love you. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank- take care. You too, Marcos. Say, he loves you on the TLD Logistics Hotline. John, are you surprised by his take? And then um, Matt has something he wants to introduce. 
No, I'm not surprised at all. Oh, I mean, uh, Marcos is a very, very bright guy. That's pretty obvious. Um, and you don't have his kind of success without without being very bright and talented. But but he's also, I think he's very thoughtful. He, he He's not one of the, you know, you on a talk show host, me as a columnist, a lot of times we, we fire things off from sure. him. That's I mean, right. You know we're on we're on deadline, so to speak. We yeah. got it, and I noticed when you asked Marcos a couple of questions, there was a pause. And uh, I've been been around him. I remember once at, at lunch, and somebody asked him a question, and he it was legal related, and and Marcos paused, and then he gave a very thoughtful answer. And, and so when he says something, and he. If I were in the NCA and I listened to him, I would say, I think that guy's right. Because he's just very persuasive. He does it in kind of a low-key way, but he's very persuasive. When he tells you that, it really he really has comes across as a voice of reason. Like, okay, guys, we've had all this stuff happen, but yeah. really, here's how it will probably end up. So I think maybe you should do this. You, you wonder, though, if they're attorneys... Working for those billable hours, John. No, I'm serious. And I'm going to ask Marcos that. If at times they're like, you know, these people are going to, they're going to go off a cliff anyway. So let's just, you know, we're working for them. Let's just go for it. Go, go right with them. I mean, what, what, what other rationale would there be to continuing? There's, there's there isn't one. Right. I mean, it doesn't make any there's sense. There's not any. I guess what you're saying, Tony, you could play to their ego. Sure. Hey, hey guys. We did it. Don't don't back get Pedal to the metal. Down. We did uh, it. Uh, we did just it. Cause, just because we lost last year, the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that, and in court, and just because the yeah, uh, Supreme Court is said, yeah. you know, this is a new case, man. Yeah. You, you're still in charge, and you need to let people know you're in charge this is this would be like the equivalent and it would be just like tennessee's luck for this to happen that that you're the one time the washington generals win a game but it's almost like it's an election season and you're getting wiped out but you won a state in a spring primary one of these big political you just want a state now the other guy has like uh he's got like a lead that's insurmountable but you want a state that's what kind of what we're dealing with here. But we come back again. You want to appeal to rationality? Who knows? I want to get into this thing. Greatest quarterbacks ever, and where Mahomes is. Mahomes is still in his twenties. This guy's nuts. And then I want to talk about Nico and the SEC. And I want to invite you to call us at eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Thank you, Marcos. As we continue with more on the other side after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
celebrate love with Tillis Jewelry's exclusive Valentine's Day pink box special. Surprise your special someone with an exquisite piece from our collection, elegantly presented in a charming pink box. Each box comes with delectable chocolates and is adorned with a beautiful white bow. My name is Jenna, and this Valentine's Day, let's make it unforgettable. Because when you choose Tillis, you're not just giving a gift, you're creating a moment that will be cherished forever. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Minutes matter when you call 911 for a heart attack, and Murray Regional Health is ready to care for you. Utilizing the state-of-the-art cardiac cath lab at Murray Regional Medical Center, our team of expert cardiologists and experienced clinical professionals are equipped to investigate heart conditions quickly and perform life-saving interventional procedures. Go to murrayregional.com heart to learn more. And remember, always dial 911 when you or someone near you is experiencing heart attack symptoms. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. It's February, and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. As we're back with you, and we have a few minutes left in our radio radio show, and then we'll no doubt do some TLD logistics overdrive overtime. We were having an uh, incredibly impassioned discussion about this uh, off the air, this, this deal, because it's maddening and it's frustrating, and... Um, the minute you, br- I, I tried so hard to stay away from it today. The minute you bring it up, and then you just get into what you get into, which is it's very nebulous, it's extremely frustrating, it's very silly, it's very petty of the NCAA. Uh, if you think about the images that are juxtaposed on social media, you've got these kids out there that are showing off their cars. Uh, the kid at Georgia has got a Maserati, um, a 
I looked it up yesterday. It's like a $260,000 automobile. Hey, good for him. Good for him. I don't, you know, I don't care. Probably not the greatest investment in the world, but good, good, good for him, you know. Um, some some of these people choose to get whatever they get, new speakers for their car, uh, tattoos, uh, go out for the greatest meals. I mean, whatever. Um, hey, it's a free country. It's definitely an economic stimulus in these local economies, if you stop and think about that. That'd be an interesting study. Five, ten years from now in some of these college towns, uh, the amount of money that stays here. and I mean, that's definitely accurate. Um my thing is, I I just can't get over how stupid it all is, and it's very silly, and where are the solutions? Where are these conferences sitting down coming up with these real-world solutions while this is going on? They had a little meeting last week. Why are they drafted some tenants? Why have we... They've seen this coming for... We're about to get squeezed, and that's what aggravates me. This all politics are local, and Tennessee's on a line to get squeezed here. But in the meantime, radio show's over. We're going to keep the conversation going at tclub.team. Love you. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.